Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. Saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father, our Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, and of the love which ye have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before the word of the truth of the gospel which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit, as it doth also in you, since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth, as ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love, in the Spirit. For this we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. I want to stop reading there for just a moment. And I want you to jump over to chapter 3 in this same book and look at verse number 1 of Colossians chapter number 3 where the scripture says, If ye then be risen with Christ, if ye then be risen with Christ, that is to say, if you know Christ as your Savior, if ye then be risen with Christ, Seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, Then shall ye also appear with him in glory. I want to draw your attention to that fourth verse this morning, where the scripture says, when Christ, and then that very next phrase. There's four words there that I want to hopefully grab your attention with. Four words that I hope. Describe your life. As it says, who is our life? Who is our life? That's speaking of Christ. Now, by way of question this morning, I ask, who is your life? If we were to ask the question this morning, Who, or maybe even what, is your life? What would you have to answer? Now, as we read in the book of Colossians, and as we begin in this first chapter, we find the Apostle Paul in these first few verses, he is... Uh, giving an introduction in these first few verses as he is pointing out who he is, but then... 
he is describing to this church at Colossae some very distinguishing marks of who they are as a church. But more importantly, not who they are as a church, but who they are as believers in Christ. And I believe this morning that it is a result, not just of who they are as believers in Christ, but it is because of the fact that their lives were dependent upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Or we could even say that it is because their lives were Christ, or that Christ was their life. Now in just a moment, I'm going to have Asher put some pictures on the screen behind me. And on the screen behind me, I'm going to have five different pictures of five different people. And I want you to help me identify what these people do for a living. How many think this is going to be easy? Anybody think it's going to be easy? How many think it's going to be hard? How many think you don't know until you see? All right. Well, I've tried to make it relatively easy on you. Because I want you to just be able to see and you be able to say, oh yeah, I know what that guy does. Pretty easy. But then after we see those five pictures, I'm going to ask you five more questions about five more people. And I want you to be able to tell me something about them and their life. And it might be maybe a little more difficult. But we'll see, all right? How's that sound? Let's pray together, and we'll get started. Our Heavenly Father, I thank You. God, You've given so much to us. Just in the fact that You've given us Your only begotten Son on the cross of Calvary to give His life as a perfect, sinless sacrifice. As He was risen again the third day according to the Scriptures, that we might come to a saving knowledge to have eternal life. We thank You in that. But Father, we know that the Christian life is so much more than simply that, and that we know that Christ, all in all, is and can be our life. And Father, I pray this morning that we could and would have these characteristics in our life, that we would know what it is to be a believer, to have these distinguishing marks, not just to look the part, but Father, to be the part. Not just to play the part, but to have within us the character that you would build within our lives to be the Christians that you would have us to be. Help us to develop these roles within our lives as you have called to us to be. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. All right, so we have five pictures behind us. Now, very simple. I have no idea what order these are in. Uh, so I don't even know what's coming here. So give us the, the first picture, Asher, if you would. And uh, hopefully in, in unison we can answer, what is this uh, person? It's a police officer. How many would say that's correct? How many would say, no, that's not right? Okay, no one. Everybody agrees. Very good. All right. That is indeed a police officer. You guessed it correct. All right. And second picture. Race car driver. All right. Anybody know in particular who that is? Dale Earnhardt Jr. I just want to know who our Southerners were. Uh, that's all I'm looking at. All right. That is 
Dale Jr. It even says right on his car there. Uh, and he is indeed a race car driver. Uh, all right, third picture. You guys are doing great. What is that guy? A doctor. Is that one a little more difficult? No? All right, I told you. I told you these are easy. These are easy. All right, next picture. That might be a little more difficult. Who said baseball player? Somebody said baseball player. All right, somebody said golf. These guys are indeed golfers. Yes, golfers. All right, next picture. Electrician. All right, how many of you got five for five? How many went four for five? Three for five? Two for five? One for five? All right, was that all five? Did we miss one? Okay, we got them all. All right, all right. Now, let's go, let's go, uh, let's start over. Now, you got them all right. Now, here's what I want to know. Who can tell me which one of these is a Christian? Is it this one? Is it next? Next. He's got a tie on. Next. Next. Which one? Okay, number two claims to be. See, I learned something. I didn't know that. All right. Next. You see, when we look at a picture and we simply see what someone looks like, we make judgment calls, don't we? We sometimes cast a judgment. You see, we would say this morning, in many cases, that as we sit here on a Sunday morning, we are sitting where? In church. Who goes to church? Christians go to church. But do you know not just Christians go to church? Sometimes we base it upon what someone might look like on whether or not what we think. But I want to remind you this morning that it is not about what we think. I place these pictures in front of you this morning to illustrate to you that Yes, we can identify someone based upon a uniform that that is indeed a police officer. Or is it? See, now you're wondering, aren't you? Is that a police officer or does he just play one on television? How many of you are wondering now? I don't know if that's a police officer or not. I just simply Googled it. And I'm trusting Google that they gave me a real police officer. Now here's another question. Is he a good police officer or a bad police officer? Next picture, Asher. See a good race car driver or a bad race car driver? How many say he's good? 
Some of you are shaking your head up and down. How many say he's bad? No one says he's bad. Does he win every week? He doesn't race anymore? So he's bad. Some of you are saying he's retired. When he raced, was he good? Yes. Did he win every week? So he wasn't any good. If he was good, he would have won every week. You say, well, pastor, no one wins every week. You see, sometimes it comes down to one's opinion, doesn't it? Let me ask this. Are you a good Christian? Ooh. Now it comes down to, again, one's opinion, right? What if we held your picture upon the screen? What could we identify about you? What could we identify about me? You see, a picture does not identify everything about someone. Next picture. Would you trust this doctor? See a good doctor? Oh, well, some are saying he could be a nurse. Again, now we're wondering. Again, he could be someone that just thought one of those listening devices looked cool. Yeah, I don't know how to say it, so I'm not even going to try. It's like Bible names. See a good doctor? Do you know how hard it is to pick a doctor out today? You have to pick them out on the internet. And you read reviews. And some people lie. See a good doctor? How many says he's a good doctor? He's got a nice smile. Is he smiling? Yeah, kind of. We don't know. Next picture. <laughs> Tiger and Lefty. Who's the better golfer? Who says Phil? Who says Tiger? Tiger's one more. Phil's one more lately. Who's better? Who's nicer? Who has more money? <laughs> you see, that also, some of that all comes down to opinions, doesn't it? Next. Is he doing that right? That looks dangerous to me. Would you hire him? He looks like he knows what he's doing. Looks like he's slow. Looks like he's frozen. <laughs> That's how slow he is. Again, we're looking at pictures and we're making a judgment call. We ask questions. Now, I use these pictures to ask you to examine your life, but not by a picture. I ask you to examine your life. You can go back to the Main picture there, Asher. I appreciate that. I want you to keep these pictures in your mind, if you would, as you think about whether or not Christ is your life. Is Christ your life this morning? As we examine Colossians chapter 1 today, 
The Scripture says in verse number 4, as Paul introduces himself, he says in verse 3, We give thanks to our God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Now, if Christ is your life, your life will have some distinguishing marks that come not from the outside. They will not come from what is on your uniform, if you will. But it comes from the inside. Notice again where it says in verse number 4, Since we heard of your faith in Christ. Your faith that is in Christ Jesus. It's about what is in Christ. Not about what is on the outside. However, as Jesus made very clear, what is on the inside has a tendency to show where? On the outside. On the outside. But yet it is about the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ on the inside that has a distinguishing mark on the outside. And so when we have a life that is evidenced from the inside of our relationship with Jesus Christ, I will tell you, our faith will be well known to others. Our faith will be well known to others. That's what Paul is saying here. He says, hey, I, he says, my name's Paul. He says, I'm writing here. He says, to the saints and faithful brethren, again, notice this, in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you, peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. Your faith. I ask this morning, do you have faith in Jesus Christ? Do you have faith in Jesus Christ? Listen, when you have faith in Jesus Christ, there is bound to be evidence of it. Amen. There's bound to be evidence of it eventually. It's something that's going to grow. It's something that's going to have if Christ is your life. If Christ is your life. If you're in Christ and Christ is your life, there's bound to be evidence of it. Just the same as when you will see an electrician, there's going to be some evidences that they're an electrician. There's going to be some evidences that somebody's a golfer. There's going to be some evidences that they are a police officer. There's going to be some evidences that they are, uh, if someone's a farmer, you're going to find some evidences. You're going to find some evidences if someone is a mechanic. You're going to find some evidences of, of the things that people do in their life. You're going to find some evidences of things that, that people have interests in. Because it just has a natural tendency to come out of them. If it's their life. If it's their life. Let me ask you something. Is Christ your life? Is Christ your life? Does it take people very long to find out? Does it? Or are they still wondering? Are they still wondering? 
I mean, it again, it shouldn't take but a matter of days. And if you were to go in, let's say, let's say tomorrow you're starting a new job. Start a new job tomorrow. So that means you go in and start tomorrow. You know, you start at 8 o'clock. By 8.05, everybody ought to know you're a Christian because you walk in, I'm a Christian! Just want everybody to know, I'm a Christian. I'm saved on my way to heaven. Bless God. And you see, I got my suit on. Amen, Jesus saves. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not necessarily what I'm talking about. That's a little weird, as a matter of fact. How many would agree with that? Amen. Amen. You know, if you did that every five minutes, that would be weird. Amen? You do that in church. Okay. All right. Now, occasionally, I do that kind of stuff. You walk in and you walk into work tomorrow and say, hey, brother, how you doing? Uh, you know, that's a little weird. Like, oh, he's one of those, uh, you know. Okay. But there are some other distinguishing marks of believers that we can do, isn't there? You see, I have a faith in Jesus. I have faith. And I don't have to be weird to show a faith in Christ. And to have a faith in Christ. There are other marks that Paul talks about here that show a faith and that show that there is something here. Notice what he says as he continues. He says, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints. Oh, a love to all the saints. Now he continues that also in uh, verse number 7 as he says, And ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who also for you, a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. Listen, if your life is in Christ, and your life is Christ, and Christ is your life, not only will your faith be known of others, but your love will be effective to others. Your love will be effective to others. He says, we, we, since we heard of your faith, we also heard of your love. Let me ask you something. Do you just simply love people or are people an irritation to you? Hold on. Are people an irritation to us? Say, oh, I just can't stand people. Hey, I, I've, heard, I've heard pastors say, pastors, I've heard, I've heard pastors say, oh, the ministry would be great. I tell you, bless God, the ministry would just be great if it weren't for people. And you know, we, we chuckle at that kind of thing. But, but dare we forget there would be no ministry if there were no people? Dare we forget that no matter what it is that we do, we could not do what we do if there were no people? I mean, just fill in the blank. Whatever it is you do, you would not be able to do it if there were no other people. You say, but I just can't. The people irritate me. Am I getting too personal this morning? You say, people irritate me. Listen. Listen, I'll just, I'll just be the first, I'll let, let me be the first at the altar this morning. Sometimes people irritate me. 
but the people aren't the problem. It's me. If I'm being irritated by people, the people aren't the problem, I'm the problem. There's something wrong with me because somewhere in some time, someplace along the line, I've stopped letting Christ be my life because when Christ is my life, my love of people will be known. Because he said, there's a love which ye have to all the saints. They declared unto us your love. Notice again, It's in the Spirit. Let me tell you something. If you have an irritation of people, that irritation of the people is not in the Spirit. It's in the flesh. Amen. It's in the flesh. I promise you that. I promise you that for sure. If you look at verse number 5, we see the third mark. The third mark, as he says, Thou art love, which ye have to all the saints. He says, For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. I tell you, the first mark, your faith will be known to others. Your love will be effective. But I say, number three, your hope will be laid up in heaven. He says, For the hope which is laid up in heaven. Whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Let me ask you something. You think of heaven often. You have a hope of heaven. We ought to. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, there ought to be a hope that we have in heaven. To say, one day I'm going, one day, that's where my home shall be. One day I'll see Jesus as my Savior face to face. I will behold Him. My hope lies in heaven. Oh, we'll go there one day. Oh, it's a distinguishing mark when Christ is my life. Let me ask you something. Is Christ your life this morning? Is Christ your life? When He is, there's an evidence. Something that comes from the Gospel. It's something that comes from within. He continues in verse number 6 as He says, Which is come unto you, as it is in the world, and bringeth forth fruit, as it doth also in you, since ye heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. Is Christ your life? I I mean, is Christ your life? I I mean, when, when, when you wake up in the morning, are you thinking about Christ? You see, for for somebody like Phil Mickelson, I, I would dare say when he wakes up in the morning, he probably checks the weather. You know why he's checking the weather? Probably before he goes to bed at night and when he wakes up in the morning because he needs to know whether or not he's going to go hit some golf balls that day whether he's going to hit inside or outside, whether he's going to hit on the driving range or whether he's going to go hit in his basement or what he's going to do and where he's going to work out, how he's going to do. He's got this regimen because why? Because golf is his life. It's his life. Everything he does, golf revolves around. Some of you golfers are thinking, man, that'd be nice. I'd like for golf to be my life. It changes. Let me ask you something. Is Christ your life? 
He can be. When you wake up in the morning, is he on your mind? When you go to bed at night, is he he on your mind? As you're going throughout the day and something comes up that throws you off guard, is Christ on your mind? You see, if He is, there's going to be fruit that abounds in your life. It grows. And that's what Paul is talking about here. He says, which has come unto you as it is in all the world and bringeth forth fruit. You say, well, pastor, I don't have much fruit in my life. There's probably a reason for that. If you don't have much fruit abounding in your life, there's a reason. But if you do have fruit abounding in your life, guess what? There's also a reason. (laughs) Amen. There's a reason. And there is a distinguishing mark. When Christ is your life, there's fruit in your life. Let me ask you something. Are you in a drought? Is your life dry? Say, it's been a while since I've had any fruit. Well, it's probably been a while since you've tried to make Christ your life. It's probably been a while since you've tried to hear of it. But that's the wonderful thing about fruit, is it can abound again. It can grow again. You just got to make Christ your life. You just got to get back in Christ. Notice, hey, hey, notice what I did not say there. Did you notice what I didn't say? Anybody pick up on that? Real quick, I just, oh, I want to make this point. I said you got to get back in Christ. I did not say you have to get back in church. Amen. Because you can be in church and be as fruitless as a desert plain. Somebody say amen. You can be as fruitless as a good. You can be as fruitless as a buzzard snake, and there's not even a such thing. That's how fruitless a buzzard snake is. Church does not guarantee fruit. But Christ does. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You want fruit in your life, you better be in Christ. Are you in Christ? You want fruit? Get in Christ. You want to be abounding in that fruit? Stay in Christ. Now, I do believe this. If you're in Christ, you'll be in church. You can say amen there too. Check this out. As he says and continues through this, in verse 8 he talks about that love. In verse 9 he says, For this cause we also since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Hold on. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. There's that word again, fruit. Says you want to produce fruit, but then he also talks about your walk being pleasing to God. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Listen, you want to be pleasing unto the Lord, be in Christ. Amen. You want to please the Lord, be in Christ. Amen. You want to please the Father. Be in Christ. That's what he's saying here. You're not going to please the Father if you're not 
in Christ. People ask all the time, I want to be in God's will. Be in Christ. Amen? I want to be in God's will. How do I know if I'm in God's will? I want to be in all His wisdom. Listen, again, he says, we pray for you. You desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. He says, every good work you do, I want you to be fruitful in. He says, I want you to have fruit in your life. Listen, I want nothing more for you as your pastor, as the pastor of Bailey Road Baptist Church. I want nothing more for this church than for this church and for every member of this church to be fruitful for Christ. How do we do that? We be in Christ. Look again, chapter 3. How do we do that? Well, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. I tell you, when Christ is our life, Our walk will be pleasing to Him. Our fruit will be abounding. Our hope will be laid up in heaven. Our love will then be effective. Our faith will be known to others. I tell you in verse number 11, back in chapter 1, I tell you our strength, our strength will be from Him. Notice what it says, strengthened with all His might according to His glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Strengthened with all His might. Listen. We can accomplish great things for God. We can. I mean, great things. We can can do some amazing things for God. As a matter of fact, I want to. I've got goals. Folks, if I told you all my plans for Bailey Road Baptist Church, some of you would leave because it would scare you. And so I'm not going to tell you because you're not ready. Because I'm not ready. But you know what? If we do it in our strength, it'll fail. You know what? Let me, let me rephrase that. Because, let me rephrase that. It might not fail if we do it in our strength. And that ought to scare us to no end. God allows men to do things in His own strength all the time. Does He not? All the time. I mean, do you think think everything that man has done, God has put His stamp of approval on? Somebody answer. No, of course not. And that ought to scare us to no end. We should not be so foolish to think that just because we are a Baptist church, 
attempting to please God, attempting to do things in God's will, that everything we attempt and everything that we do, that we are doing in God's will. And with God's strength, because I'm telling you, we're not. And that ought to scare us to no end. That ought to put us in check to make us for certain that every step we take and every move we make that we are in Christ so that we would be in His strength to accomplish His will. Because when we do it in that, oh, then we're certain not to fail then we're certain not to get weary. Amen. And amen. I wonder, and really I wonder, I, 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 I promise you this, I, I, I evaluate and I, I look back at the end of, at the end of each year, I, I look back at my ministry and at what I've attempted to accomplish and attempted to set out to do and and I look at my life and I, I I stop and I ask the Lord, what have I done? What did I not do? And, and and I look back and I say, okay, I accomplished this. And I wonder, and I wonder, did I do it with God or did I do it on my own? Ooh. It, it, it doesn't scare me to fail, honestly, because I know I'm going to fail. What scares me more is that I would succeed without God. But he says, he says right here that we can, we can be strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power. How much more, how much more would that be? I'll tell you, there's some telltale signs here when that happens. Unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Oh, there's a mark right there. You say, oh, we accomplished this, but oh, it was frustrating. Did we do it in Christ? I'm just saying. Strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. With joyfulness. And then look what he says. Verse 12, and we're done. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us me to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Listen, when Christ is our life, our gratitude will be genuine. Our gratitude will be genuine. Let me ask you something. Are you grateful today? Our strength will be from Him, but our gratitude will be genuine. Are we genuinely thankful for what is in our life? I mean all of it. Not just the good stuff. Are we thankful? What about the adversity? What about the struggles? What about the problems? So I like the good stuff. Look, he says, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ. You say, well, that offends me. Do you know, 
Do you know how tired I am of hearing about what offends us? Do you know what offends a dead man? Do you know what offends a dead man? Nothing. You know why? Because they're dead. Hey, believer. Hey, Christian. Can I tell you what ought to offend you? Absolutely nothing. Great peace have they which love thy law. And nothing shall offend them. That's what it says in the book of Psalms. It says, Our life is hid with Christ, and ye are dead with Christ. And we set our affections on things above, not on things below. And so I'm not offended with things here. Oh, 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 but that offends me, Pastor. No, that that doesn't offend me any longer. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. What the songwriter said. Pressing on to higher ground. Above. You see, if I am in Christ... And my life is Christ. There are some distinguishing marks that is going to come from being in Christ when Christ is my life. When I look at someone and say, what's their life all about? When you look at yourself and you stand in the mirror, You say, what is my life? What's your story? What does your life tell? Again, I submit to you, it is not. It is not about whether you put a coat and tie on and you look the part. And you put your Christian uniform on. No, sir. No, ma'am. It's about your inward character. It's about what is in you that is coming out of you. It is about what is coming out of you, whether your faith is being known, whether your love is being effective, whether your hope is laid up, whether your fruit is abounding, whether your walk is pleasing, whether your strength is from Him, and whether your gratitude is genuine. Is your life in Christ? Is Christ your life? How is your life known? Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning.